Hello and good afternoon, everyone. This is Andrea St. Louis, owner of Step Into Purpose Consulting and the author of the book, 40 Days Lighter, A Devotional Journey for Women Determined to Live Free. And I'm here with another episode of Wisdom Wednesdays. I'm helping you to embrace your purpose, develop language for your calling, and find opportunities to flourish in your personal and professional life. I want you to find your pathway, your open door to a life lived on purpose. So join me every Wednesday at noon, and let's take back the middle of our week. No more hump day blues. Let's get motivated and step into purpose. Good afternoon. So for today's episode, I'm shifting gears a little bit. I know that I said that we would finish up our list of 10 ways to exit with excellence. We've gone through one through five. And so if you missed it, go back and listen to last week's episode um, to find out when you're ready to leave, when you recognize the signs that it's time to go, how do you leave properly? How do you leave the right way? Um, And so we will pick that up in a few, um, but I wanted to take the opportunity to talk a little bit about a topic that has become near and dear to my heart. It's blooming season, and I don't know if you know it yet, but you are a seed that has been planted, and your life is getting ready to come into full bloom. And so I want to take the next few weeks to do some interviews. Um, I had an opportunity come up that I thought was amazing to talk a little bit about what it means to prepare for your blooming season. Um, it's great to know that we've sown seeds, but our growth process matters. How we stay in the process, how we endure the process before anyone else can see the fruit, before there's an Instagram page to show off our accomplishments, before our resume gets longer, before we get that promotion. How do we handle our growth process? How do we prepare for our blooming season? And so I uh, actually started a bl- new blog series. And so you can check that out over on stepintopurpose.com slash blog, B-L-O-G. Um, so stepintopurpose.com is where you can find all of my blog posts. Um, you can also check it out on my social media pages. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Step Into Purpose Consulting. There are no spaces anywhere. And it's the number two. Step in the number two purpose consulting. Um, But as we're talking about this topic of preparing for our blooming season, the first tip of, I posted a blog post of 15 ways to prepare for your blooming season. And the first tip is to get into good ground. You need to find good ground. It is so important to be planted in the right place when you're going to produce. You can put a seed on your counter, on your kitchen counter. You can throw it in the sandbox where the kids play. You can just drop it on the pavement. It's not going to produce. Maybe if moisture gets on it, it might sprout a little bit, but it will not grow and produce the way it's supposed to until it is planted in the right soil. And so I'm talking about the importance of us being planted in the right place. And maybe for some of us, that means we need to make a shift. We need to adjust. We need to make a move in order to be in the right place place for our careers, our personal lives, our ministries, our purpose to bloom. And so I'm going to introduce my guest in just a moment, but I hope that you'll join us for this exciting episode. So today I am honored to have my very special guest, Vanessa Dearborn with us, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her blooming story. 
Vanessa is a licensed master social worker and a certified fatherless daughter advocate through the Fatherless Daughter Network. Um, Just a quick disclaimer that even though Vanessa will be speaking about topics that are very therapeutic in nature, she is not providing any therapeutic services to anyone, though she does enjoy taking others through the journey of moving from hurt to wholeness um, as they process through their fatherless experience. And so I'm going to turn it over to Vanessa so she can tell us a little bit about um, her story, a little bit about her journey to finding good ground, because that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about finding good ground and how being planted in the right place matters. So Vanessa, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Andrea. I am so happy to be on here um, talking to you. It is just, it is my pleasure. Um, and I am so just thankful that we are talking about this particular topic that I can wholeheartedly identify with in regard to um, finding good ground and what that looks like and what that feels like. And how do you know that you're definitely in the place that you need to be? So just a little background, um, I've been a social worker for, um, actually, this year will be 11 years being a social worker. And I love absolutely love social work. And I chose social work because um, it gave me the ability to work in different capacities, to work in a prison setting, to work in a school, to work in a diagnostic center, um, if I even worked for the government. Um, so I've worked in like different capacities and really trying to hone in, which is funny that it's, it, it feels like it's taken me to forever to hone in and what really felt like I was truly walking in my purpose. Mm. Because one thing about me is I believe that what you do by day, what your career is should be in line with your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, I know that there are people who may not even be as fortunate enough to be able to do that because during the day they have to do, you know, something that they don't like or have to make sacrifices. Maybe they have mm-hmm. a family or what, whatever needs that they have, mm-hmm. but they have like this burning desire in them to do something completely different. Right. So either have to wait till they retire, they have to wait until maybe their kids are grown, or whatever the case may be. And me, I made the decision that I wanted the two to be aligned. I didn't want to have to do something, you know, outside of work, I wanted it to flow. And so, um, you know, over the past few years, I've been really kind of struggling to find out like, where I could actually be where I have the two in one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it, it, it's, it's definitely been some growing pains there. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's also been sometimes where I thought that I knew uh, like, this is it, you know, when you first start a job and you're excited, um, I jokingly say, but I mean it, you get to work on time. You actually, you right. get up early, right. work earlier than you're supposed to. And it's, fresh it's new so we're back with Vanessa and you're talking about that enthusiasm that we tend to have when we initially start a new opportunity 
But then that feeling that maybe we're not in the right place yet just starts to set in. So tell us a little bit more about that. Right. So as I was saying, you know, over the past few years, I've kind of been struggling with trying to find um, something that really fulfills me, you know, and that it almost seems as if there was, it, it just was constant turnover. And I started to doubt myself because mm-hmm. I said, Vanessa, you're only staying at these jobs like two years tops. You look right. extremely unstable. And, 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 you know, I'm used to my mom, you know, who was definitely my role model. She worked at the same job for like 33 years. Mm-hmm. So certainly in comparison to, But the difference was that she was unhappy, but she had to sack for her kids. Right. And I was like, you know, I don't have any children at this point. There's, there's, there's no need for me to stay here if I'm not happy, unless I'm truly, unless there's a lesson to be learned from it. Right. And, um, my last job, actually, I was working for the government and I was making like great money, but I was not happy. I was, I, I was miserable. Um, probably after six months because there was no face-to-face interaction with any client, everything. It was, it went from being clinical and I'm very clinical to being macro. And and I was like, okay, this is something new and exciting. And then over time I'm like, no, you're a people person, Vanessa. You love to talk to people. You're a problem solver. You love to have interaction with people. That's just your thing. And, um, when I actually birthed my ministry, my dearborn child, which is um, being able to empower and encourage um, fatherless women and daughters to share their stories, I started interviewing them on Facebook Live. And mm-hmm. that was something that I looked forward to doing after work. Right. You know? And so I just could not wait to get off of work to do it. And it was only once a week. And, you know, that is truly when the light came on, it's like, Vanessa, wow. you're supposed to be doing this. Like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be interacting with people. You're not a behind the scenes person. You're not a macro person. Like, you are very hands-on in your face. I love to, you know, just talk to people. And so I, I said, all right, okay, when is going to be the time to make this move? Because then the fear started to set in because I mm-hmm. knew going back to working for nonprofits, it was going to be a loss. <laughs> right. And income, right. The funds were going to decrease. <laughs> they were going to decrease. And um, I really, I wrestled with it. I wrestled with other what, what other people think. I wrestled with being almost 35 years old and, you know, I'm supposed to be planning for my, reti- for my retirement and building my pension and this and that. And all of that said it. And I said, but am I really going to sit here and rot to death? Right. right. Emotionally, I was dying. I, it was hard for me to get out of bed in the morning. It was hard for me to, I was looking at the clock and it seemed like it was just going so slow. And I just, one day, literally one day, I, you know, I said, Lord, please help me. And so what I did was I took out a, um, a notebook and I wrote down all the, um, the jobs and positions that I ever had over the past 11 years. Mm -hmm. And I wrote the pros and cons of each. 
And then I started highlighting um, the positives to see if I could find a common theme. Wow. And that is what that that was when Oprah says like my aha moment yeah. for me that was my aha moment wow. and it was highlighted every single time was working with teens every time mm. um, another common theme was being able to have flexibility in my schedule awesome. I'm not a morning person <laughs> so <laughs> I am not a morning person so I was like I definitely need flexibility in my schedule if it's not a work from home opportunity. It has to be something that allows me to have like flex time, you know, yep. something like that. Um, and so I said, okay. And something that was clinical, that was very important for me. You know, as you stated, I, I am a licensed master social worker, but I desire to be a licensed clinical social worker. And so making sure that I'm able to um, get enough hours, get enough experience, get enough supervision and all of that. So those three things were um, my criterion for being able to um, transition into something else. What I found that was really profound is nothing there had anything to do with money. That is, talk more a little, a little bit more about that. Right. <laughs> None of, I mean, my most favorite jobs, I didn't make a lot of money, but I felt so much happiness and joy. You know, I felt so purposeful and fulfilled. And so here I am working at the government and I'm making buku bucks. And I mean, I got like four raises within two years. Wow. But it still did not fill that emptiness that I felt every day. Mm. And so I remember um, I said, okay, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to follow what people say or are you going to follow your heart? Are you going to um, be one of those people who have to wait until they get off of work to operate in their purpose? Or can you be... Uh, would you be able to have the two in one that you're looking for? Ask those questions again. Are you right. going to be the kind of person who waits until after work to fulfill your purpose? Or are you going to find a way to merge the two in one? That mm -hmm. is such an important question to ask ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I made the decision that I'm not going to wait until I get, get off of work. There's, there's, and work shouldn't feel like work. You know, right? say that a lot. But it's true. Work shouldn't feel like work. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I said, OK, I'm going to make the move. So I had it settled. I had it settled that I was going to do it. So when I went online and I went searching, I saw a position and one of my absolute favorite jobs is working with teens. But I also loved working in the school. And this position was working in an outpatient mental health clinic. Okay. Placed in a school. Wow. Wow. And I was right. <laughs> I was like, this, this is right. This is right up my alley. It was wow. like my alley. And another thing is because I've been working. Um, I, I just came from working in the prison, um, like macro, but working in the prisons. And I used to work with juvenile offenders and, mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I went to Fordham, I, um, I minored in social work and the law. So I have been known to do forensic social work. Mm -hmm. And so this school, this, this school, 
actually an alternative school. It's kids who were um, expelled from their um, school district. Wow. I'm like, and the school where, quote unquote, nobody wants to work. Wow. Because bad. And I'm like, oh, yeah. As soon as I found that out, I was like, oh, yeah, that's 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 me all day. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said everything just aligns. And um, it actually was with an agency I worked for before. So they all knew me. You know, I barely was interviewed, but, you know, just to check in to see how I was doing. And when I found out, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Andrea, when I found out it was a $20,000 decrease. Woo. Right. Steep. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it? That. And, you know, and I was, I was sitting in the interview and I was like, Ooh, that's, Ooh, you know, that's, that's the first thing. Like, Ooh, that's, that's, that, that hurts. But then I said, you know what? Even with the, with the extra $20,000 that I'm getting, it's not making me want to get out the bed in the morning. It's not the motivating factor. So obviously it's not about the money, Vanessa. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I just decided to go for it. I just decided to go for it. And I am so happy. I don't even miss, I don't even see the difference in the money. I mean, like I see it, but I don't feel it. I don't feel there's no lack in my life at all. Um, I feel excited to go to work every day. Um, I work long hours. I stay after and go to the kids basketball games. I don't have to, I'm their therapist. I don't have to go to the game, but I enjoy being there, you know? Yeah. So that for me, I said, you know what? This for me is good ground. And I feel myself. Wow. I feel like an instant blooming happening um, because I was in the, I, I was in the right place to be watered. You know what I mean? Yes. Because yeah. before I was being watered, but I was drowning. Like it was a different type of watering. I was drowning. I was like, oh, this doesn't feel good. And so I just feel so good. I feel alive. And um, I just feel so happy and I feel fulfilled. And I know it's not just about me um, affecting and impacting the lives of these these children, but vice versa. Like, I feel ha- they make me happy. They bring me joy, you know. And so that's just where I am. I just decided to go for it. That That is my model for 2019 and all things that I'm doing is just go for it. Vanessa, you have shared so much with us, so much with us. And I think one of the things that I am truly blessed by is that it seems as if you being planted in good ground, you being willing to make those, you know, courageous moves into uh, the place where you needed to be has actually opened doors and caused your blooming process to move even faster. Yes, yes, absolutely. It has, you know, a few months ago, one of my, uh, my, I love watching my YouTube pastors um, and um, pastor was Michael Todd. He had a series called um, Planted Not Buried. Mm, yep. And um, and he had one particular sermon where he was talking about bamboo shoots. Yeah. And 
talking about did you see that one i didn't see it but i think i know the the illustration you're about to mention <laughs> and he was talking about how the bamboo it um you plant the seed and for years like you don't see any right sprouting up and then with the bamboo shoot like out of nowhere it just starts sprouting um to like unremarkable i think it's like in year five you just begin to see a sprout happen just sprout and just and and i was like that's exactly how i feel right now i feel like i'm in my season like absolutely that's exactly how I feel. So when he gave that illustration, I'm like, okay, that's cool. But when he's saying it, I was sitting at the the place that I didn't want to be. So mm. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. But I couldn't identify with that, you know. But now you can. <laughs> but now I can. And woo, it, it feels so great to be on the other side, it's Andrea. It's such a difference. It's such a difference. Vanessa, before we go, what advice do you have for someone who they just, they know there's potential in them. They know there's purpose locked up inside of them. They know they have gifts placed within them, but they're in a place that's either, either making them doubt the call on their life, doubt the gifts that they have, doubt their purpose, or they're just plain afraid to make a move. What do you have to say to those folks? Well, for me, I'm always going to say to pray about it. You know, we don't want to do anything prematurely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't want to, because sometimes we're in a season where it feels difficult, but that's where we're supposed to be at the time to right. glean from it, you know, and so not prematurely making moves. But I would also say, like, do what I do, did, write down where you felt most fulfilled, you know, what you enjoy we always say do a a list of pros and cons and I know it seems elementary but for me it really like I'm a visual person so it was great to really see on paper the things that I really enjoyed doing and um and and just felt like you know I was walking in purpose and the things that kind of like didn't matter right and so I would say you know write it out, talk to a friend, maybe. And, and, and I have friends who challenge me too, you know? Um, but in this process, I didn't talk to a friend because then I would start to get confused and start second guessing myself. So I just wrote it out for myself and I just saw things clear as day. I took a highlighter and I highlighted like everything that kind of went in line where I enjoyed, um, the work that I was doing that didn't feel like work. Um, and then finally, I would say, just go for it. You know, we see the meme on Instagram and Facebook and it says, you know, well, what if I fall? And it's like, but my dear, what if you fly? Yeah. You know, and so I just took a jump and found out that I had wings. That's so awesome. Yep. That's so awesome. Vanessa, thank you so much for your time for taking the time to speak with me and share your story. You've encouraged us. I know you have an event coming up on March 30th. Yes, I do. Tell us yes. a little bit about that. Yes, I have an event. Um, it is for my Dearborn Child, my ministry, and I will be I will be holding a workshop. It's a three-hour workshop for teens, ages 12 to 17, in which I'm I'm going to talk to them about um, being able to overcome being fatherless. And the goal is eventually for them to get to a place of forgiveness. 
Um, you know, many teens, many daughters, they don't have their fathers in their lives um, due to various circumstances. And so I really want to be able to highlight the strengths of these daughters, right. um, the strength, the worth and the value, mm. you know, and to let them know that they are valued, they are loved and that they can get to a place of forgiveness because, you know, it's a lot of brokenness going on. Right. And out of brokenness, struggling with identity issues. And we do get our identity from our parents, mostly, you know, our father, um, you know, as a protector and a provider and all of that. But, you know, unfortunately, these these girls don't have that. And so I'm really just having a workshop workshop and it's called um, Uncovering Your Father Wounds. Awesome. And so that's that's what we're doing this weekend. We're going to have food and some music and some girl time and just hang out and just and just really just begin to start the conversation. So that's awesome. happening this weekend. Awesome. So I will link to mydearbornchild.com as well as the Eventbrite link for the event. Um, and so I encourage all of my listeners, go ahead, check it out if you're in the Albany, New York area, correct? New York. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much, and I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you, Andrea. You as well. Nice talking to you. Good speaking with you, too. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Wisdom Wednesdays with Step Into Purpose. This is your host, Andrea St. Louis, and I'm glad that you have joined me on this journey towards purpose. Meet me here every Wednesday at noon so that we can take back the middle of our week, get motivated, and move forward. You can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Step Into Purpose Consulting, no dashes or spaces, and that is Step In, the number two purpose consulting. And you can also visit www.stepinthenumber2purpose.com for all of your purpose-focused inspiration, and resume writing and career strategy building needs. Thank you and have a wonderful afternoon.